You're listening to the Rational Rage Network. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10. Unfortunately for you, I am willing to die by the sword I live by. And at this present time, I am very curious to know if you are willing to do the same. Johnny! I dare you to walk down to this ring and see how well you fare when I can see the shot coming. Don't make me wait, little man! You dare me? You dare me, Cross? Cause I'm right here! You think I'm afraid of you? Do you know who the hell I am? Last week, the big, bad NXT champion jumped me from behind like a coward. And this week, I'm gonna beat you at your own game. And now, you want me to get in the ring with you? Buddy, that's my world you're standing in. And I don't have a sword, but what I have is actual talent. Now you may be bigger than me, but everybody knows I'm smarter than you. That's Austin Theory! Well, he said it himself, I'm smaller than you, and the sneak attack is in from the way. Gargano and Theory right on top of the NXT Champion. And this issue between Gargano and Karrion Cross has been boiling for weeks! Yeah, well, the sneak attack might not have been enough. Gargano! It may not have been enough. I only did one thing. Cross even more Gargano. Oh, no, 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 no! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. Wait, wait! Wait! Oh, oh, oh. 
I had trouble finding my glasses. I couldn't find them. I tell you what, my cars didn't get detailed on time. So I got something for you. Great American Bash next week. Me, you, this title on the line. But if you lose, and lose you most certainly will, you become my brother. a champion and I'm going to the Day night conflict. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host is the <laughs> the foreign object, the Dr. Jeff Lippman. But to me, he's the Sir Jeffrey Lippman. Happy Fourth of July, my friend. How are you, man? Thank you so much. And boy, did everyone really enjoy that intro? That song was fabulous. <laughs> it was fabulous. Do you even know what the song was, Jeff? Of course I do. <laughs> I, I know all songs. We established that. I know Prodigy. That was for SmackDown, Jeff. Come on now. <laughs> I know it's just simple, but I know all songs. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that Lizzo song. I got my hands up here. <laughs> Don't make me play that as the as the conflict intro. Okay, Jeff, please. Fine, it's a great song. <laughs> well, anyway, have you done anything today? Look, for the 4th of July, you celebrating barbecues, anything? We are invited to a party later. So that's why I had to do it uh, prior to a certain time. And then w- woke up, listened to the, the SmackDown podcast when it was available. Smack Talk, that was good. Um, yeah. Took a little nappy, had a facial. <laughs> and 
Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so, did you have a full manicure too, or? No, no, just just the facial, just the facial. No, ma no manicure, no mani, no pedi. You know what, Jeff? My nails are embarrassing. <laughs> I'll give you credit. For your age, you look quite young. You don't have wrinkles. I mean, really, <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed. It's the facial. It's you gotta <laughs> take care. You gotta take care of the largest organ. Just scan. True. Good point. Very good point. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that myself. Yeah, moisturizing is real. Well, I would moisturize, but unfortunately, I get dry skin during the winter time, man. So there's no point moisturizing. I mean, there is a point in moisturizing. So. But also, That's sort of exactly the point of moisturizing. Right, but the thing is about moisturizing, because I get oily skin too. See, I've got a weird thing. I get dry and then sometimes oily, and if there, I moisturize, I don't products get products for mixed types of skin. You are not the only person that has dry places and oily places. Right. And, and a proper esthetician can recommend some of the products to you. And then once you recognize what the products are, you don't have to buy the expensive ones that the esthetician recommended oh, to you. You can find out right. the more reasonably priced ones because you start to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. True, good point. But you Maybe have to start with the expensive ones. You have to start with the Lab Series, the Kiehl's, things like that. It don't do the Jack Black. Their, their facial <laughs> stuff is, is mostly crap. <laughs> Thanks for the, for the advice, Jeff. But anyway, let's get into NXT, man. It was a great show, actually. Pretty good. I mean, as a matter of fact, I probably preferred it then SmackDown, that's for sure. I don't know about AEW, but still decent. So let's get into I, it. I thought NXT was, was my top wrestling show of the week, for sure. Okay, interesting. I'll, I'll probably put it number two for me, but we'll get into that. That's okay. Let's get into it, Jeff. Oh, yeah. All right, so we start off with the women's tag team triple threat to determine who's going to be the number one contender to face the champions, the Wayettes, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, uh, part of the way, at the Great American Bash, which is going to be now in three days, this coming Wednesday, uh, or where you are in two days, uh, right. because it's tomorrow over there. Um, so the teams are Shotzi and Ember versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai and Raquel. Um, this was a bit of a spot fest, so if you love AEW, uh, produce better, which would be a Ring of Honor match. Um, if you love that kind of wrestling, that was this. Uh, it's a fast, fun match. I do have sort of a lingering complaint, a concern more than a complaint. It was a concern that turned into a complaint is that Io Shirai is turning into just a spot fest wrestler mm. um, than an actual wrestler, and she's better than that. She can do both. Um, I don't know if they just want her to do the spots and stay healthy by not doing running around or, or what it is. Um, but I'm not thrilled about that. Nevertheless, the uh, mishmash team of Io Shirai and Zoe Stark won the match, and they are your number one contenders to face Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, a great American bash. And, uh, you know, they're sort of a weird team together. It's a big deal. Like, they're continuing the story that they don't like each other, but they have respect for each other. Uh, but, you know, and then, but then the, the comeback is, but respect is all you need or whatever, something like that. Well, can I just say, I agree with you. I don't like this team of Zoe Starks and Io Shirai. I mean, I don't know. And I want to point out, I'm pretty sure you've heard me sort of gripe about Zoe Starks and her looks, right? <laughs> she, she, has, she has a weird look to her in that she looks like a normal person that you might see in the street that's just in great shape. 
Right, but have you noticed they've caked on the makeup now on it? Uh, yes, I mean, sometimes I, I see that. Uh, it hasn't been consistent, but it it's not helping, so they might as well just let her be her. Right, so, but anyway, in saying that, I, I, I don't know. Look, maybe Io Shirai and Zoe Starks will win the tag bout to Great American Bash, but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. But I don't like this team. Let Io either go on the main roster already. She's done everything. I mean, seriously. Or just let it be singles. I mean, seriously. Well, I think Shotzi and Ember are going to go to the up to the main roster. We talked about how they had the, sort right. of a test match yep. the other night. Um, I don't know why I think this. My other... Uh, Podcast tag team partner thinks that the way Ets are going to keep the title, there's no reason to keep hot potatoing this title. I, but I sort of feel like the way is sort of confused. The women are heels. Yep. Gargano, uh, you know, sort of goes back and forth from being face to <laughs> heel. Um, so something has to happen with them. The whole thing with Loomis seems to have been forgotten. Well, except what when happened it's to not. him? Right. <laughs> no idea. I haven't seen very much of him. Um, you know, again, in this era, you always have to be concerned that maybe they tested positive for something. Um, sure. In this industry, you always have to be concerned that maybe there's an injury, minor or otherwise. Uh, usually major injuries we find out about, so hopefully it's minor. Or hopefully they just didn't have any part of it in the story, though I don't understand why he shouldn't be sort of lurking about um, in the background. Now, maybe because they didn't want Indy to be distracted while they're the champions until they're ready for her to be distracted uh, to help aid in the loss. But I don't know this whole, I, EO, Zoe, we don't like each other thing, you know, is either an excuse for them not to win or an ongoing storyline once they do win for the eventual breakup and WWE over the last 20, 30, 40, a thousand years has taught me that it's more likely the latter. Yeah, I totally agree. Now that you said that, it makes total sense. I can see EO and Zoe going at it. Actually, I agree. The way will win <laughs> next week, 100%. Oh, I think Zoe and EO are going to win. So, um, Really? Yeah, so oh. you disagree. That's okay. My my other, like I said, my other podcast tag team partner agrees with you. He thinks the way are going to continue to hold on to it, and they're, they're not going to want to make these titles the one that are shuffled about willy-nilly. Well, who knows? See, I think from what you said, I think they will lose because someone will screw it up between Zoe and EO, more than likely Zoe, and there'll be some sort of tension. But then again, I don't even know with WWE anymore. They're just hot shot all the time these days. I don't know, man. It is. We'll see. We'll see what happens anyway. I, I just think the way has to figure out their way. Are they faces or are they heels? And again, it's been back and forth and Loomis hasn't been around, so I, I just think that there's some underlying stories and contentions there. So, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's a change. I, I don't, you know, I've been saying for a while, I think that Johnny and Candace are basically player coaches at this point. They're always going to be around, um, but them having titles is something that's just a prop, just to make sure people know that they're still important. Right. But I don't think they're, they're going to be having any long runs you know, unless seven people get hurt at the same time who are near the top. So, you know, I, I think that they're trying to elevate Indy, who's gotten a lot better. I think that her she story has. with Loomis is fun. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I do like it. 
Um, I don't know. It's, it's just what I see happening. They seem to have, they, they seem to like Zoe. She's won a lot of matches, uh, but she's always looked tough doing it. She's, she's pretty good. She's, she's oh, a no, tough she's wrestler. Great. Right. And yes, she has a 25 year old body and a 40 year old face, but you know, <laughs> it, it is true, dude. I mean, come on. But other than that, forget that part. She's great. She can work. She seems to be a lot better of a talker suddenly too. And Indy Hartwell has improved tenfold especially on the mic much better and she looks like an athlete too zoe that is um and and you i think that you know she could have they could hold these titles for two three months you know maybe uh, until the next takeover or two takeovers and then eo can go up god knows smackdown could use some more women but they just added zelina so um i, I don't think they're going to want to add anyone else just yet and i think that becky is the next surprise that that's going to return to smackdown so you know, SmackDown leader too, just quietly. <laughs> oh, for sure. And by the way, Sasha has to return. So I mean, you have at least Sasha and possibly Becky coming back. Though Becky could go back to Raw, but you, you just have Zelina. You have Sasha or Becky in in the works, maybe both. So you know, I only maybe needs to wait a bit. That that's all. I I don't think she minds. I think she enjoys working um in nxc and she probably enjoys working with zoe and you know if these test matches are indications of who's coming up next it's probably tony storm who was in a little feud with zoe um you know so eo you know is her partner they have the tag teams um you know maybe that they'll have a little feud and then eo will go up you know and then you know, Zoe started her program with Sarai. Um, right. Maybe she'll come back n- into the mix again. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. I think NXT has probably, like, they probably have too many women. You know, they've got Frankie Monet there. Um, Where was she <laughs> even? <laughs> I don't know. Her story seems to be with the Robert Stone brand, which is odd enough as it is. But but right. if she takes over that team, I mean, best believe they're going to they're gonna start getting some wins together, you know, sort of being a, you know, a three-person team like the Shield or uh, the Freebirds or the New Day. And, you know, and since they're heels, they'll probably be using some, you know, heel tactics to do it. Uh, but they'll, they'll you know, start to look strong. Um, and I think they have high hopes for Jesse Kamea. It seems like it. And don't forget there's the other folks there. They've got Cora Jade there. They, they've got... Uh, Ashley James there. They've got Gigi Dolan, um, well, Elena so, Black. So, so. I, I mean, is, then just, just just saying all that. I mean, then I assume we're going to get a few call ups to the main roster on the women's side of things, don't you think? I mean, they're overflowing with women over there, obviously. Yeah, one thing that was interesting when Zelina Vega said she was going to win her Money yes, in the Bank match, that's what I want she to mentioned up. Raw or SmackDown or NXT. Thank you. Um, I was just going to say the same thing to you, then I forgot because we sort of were talking about Monet. At, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Jeff, it's weed. But not to mention, it's 4 a.m. where I am right now. So cut me some slack, all right? <laughs> but anyway. I, I once told, I, I remember you once telling me that you sleep when I sleep. Well, yeah, not not lately. I've been sleeping on a not normal time either. I've been going to sleep at about between 4 and 5 a.m. But anyway, let's not talk about me and my sleeping patterns. But for now, right. anyway, I just want to point out Zelina Vega, first of all. 
She did mention NXT. She did mention Raw as well. So I don't think it's it's a guarantee that she's actually going to stay on SmackDown. Well, I don't really think she's going to win the money in the bank, mm-hmm. though I think she might be a contender, as, as mentioned. But I, I think that that was put in there. I think that that was a, a Ken Con. Is it Ken Con or is it Kevin Con? I don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Um, Nick Khan. It's Nick Khan. So oh, Nick I, I Khan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Khan, yeah, right. I think that was a Nick Khan addition that that she and maybe others should mention it because I think that one of the reasons why he's letting go of so, so many wrestlers is that I think he actually is going to make NXT another brand, but they're all related. They're not going to ignore each other. So Canon and NXT, you're going to stop having this like dichotomy where some people come from NXT and okay. they're the same character they were with the same history while others come it's like, Who's that? We've never seen that person before. And it just doesn't make any sense. Maybe they'll do that with NXT UK. You know, they can they can pull some of that there. Uh, but I think that they're going to start having some more interbrand matches. And maybe some of the NXT roster will be your hard out jobbers on the main roster, but not uh, consistently. Like you won't see Gigi Dolan lose six weeks in a row. You'll see her lose once, you know, and, and then, you know, not again for, for five weeks, maybe on the other show or or whatever it is, you see the Robert uh, Stone brand challenge for the, you know, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, and assuming they lose, you know, just by an example, you know, you won't necessarily hear from them again or see them on Raw or whatever. Uh, but I think that, that they will sort of utilize more of that ch- so that they don't have the same dancing partners all the time. Well, uh, you saying that, I, I don't know if I want that because I don't know if it's good for, for the NXT brand, but... In saying that, do you really think Nick Khan will do this? I don't think her saying NXT was a coincidence. Then again, Charlotte was talking about NXT last year, and I was laughing yeah. at the idea. I'm like, there's no way Charlotte's going for the NXT belt. And, and she sure did. enough, Charlotte went for the NXT belt. <laughs> <Right>. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because they were trying to elevate the NXT, maybe they're trying to do it this way. But I don't know. I mean, it's not altogether different than what AW does sort of with Dark and Dark Elevation. I mean, you have these teams that rack up wins there or these these talents that rack up wins there. And then when you see them on Dynamite, generally they lose. But you talk about how they're seven and four in the last three months in AEW, and you're like, who the fuck are these people? I've never seen them. <laughs> I um, agree. You know, Bear Country countries 11 and five, who'd they beat? Well, they beat people <laughs> you never heard of. They beat, you know, Fred Yehi and... Uh, uh, What's the other guy? M- Mikey Wickrack. Um, I-, I don't know. Like uh, I the people that are on Championship Wrestling of Hollywood, and, oh, yeah, right. and you see, you know, you know, sort of like these upper tier indie folks um, that work for AW Dark, you know, for six weeks at a time, or you know, periodically, or whatever it is. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, I just think they may do some of that. I, I'm basing this all on a comment by Zelina Vega that was sort of, you know, may no, have been right. off the cuff or may have been uh, planted there. Oh, it just, just was, if it was planted, it, it was, was planted. It was definitely planted. That was done by design 100%, Jeff, for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. Anyway, what's next? Next segment, we see Karrion Cross going out to his Dodge Charger. I think it was a Dodge Charger anyway. And he's ambushed by Gargano. Gargano's like, you did it to me last week. I'm going to do it to you. He's... But Cross gets the, the better of him. Theory comes out from behind. They slam Cross's head into um, in, in, in 
into his own car door or well actually the opposite they put his head between the car door and the car and they slam his head a couple times but cross gets right up you know knocks out theory and he chokes out gargano uh so much so that he's laid out in the street cross looks like he's going to go back to the car to run him over and samoa joe goes out there picks up you know gargano gets him out of the way the car drives away they're playing elvis in the car and yeah, that was funny Joe is holding Gargano like it's his like 12 year old son who got drunk for the first time and passed out. And he's like, come on, boy, you're coming in. He's like holding him by the scruff of his neck. It was a hysterical uh, shot. I just want to say that that segment was at the end, pretty much of the show. I think he got it mixed up with the other segment with uh, Killer Cross and uh, Gargano. And oh, you're right. I did. That was in that was in. In the building itself, right, where Gargano, right, exactly. Where Cross actually amb- was ambushed by Gargano while he's coming up to, to do a cut of exactly. Up. All right, you are correct. You are correct. See, maybe <laughs> See, I maybe, it's not maybe I'm doing weed. weed. Hey, yeah, maybe I, maybe I maybe I should do more weed. Um, <laughs> anyway, we yeah. learn. Anyway, yeah, we, we would have to cover that anyway. Um, so we learned that there's going to be. Th- the breakout tournament that's being returned. They go through sort of a list of uh, folks who are in the breakout tournament who are still on the roster, you know, in semi uh, prominent positions, including Dexter Loomis. Um, Bronson Reed is sort of out there and then hit row has a confrontation with him. Swerve challenges Bronson Reed to put up his North American title that night and Bronson Reed accepts. So we have a title match set as our main event. (laughs) Now back to the ring, and you are correct. This is Cross and Scarlet coming into the ring. And actually, I think that Cross did his best promo here. Not that it was so remarkable. It just seemed his most natural. Right. I love when he calls people little man. I love um, it, too. Because he, he tells he, everybody anyway. Yeah, oh, for sure. Man. And he dared Gargano to come to the ring. And Gargano came up, came out, to, but not to the ring. He came up to the sort of like gorillas, uh, top of the stage ramp. And he goes, here I am. And, you know... You know I'm better than you. I'm Johnny Takeover. I'm the master of the rings. And not only am I better than you, but I'm also smarter than you. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know he's delaying. And, and, of course, Austin Theory jumped uh, across from behind while John, exactly while Johnny was saying that I'm smarter than you. You might be bigger than me, but I'm smarter than you. Anyway, Cross beats them both up. Uh, Joe and security comes out. And then Gargano gets a... A sneaky super kick there <laughs> at the end, and but you know, cross sort of no cells, and he's like, You got me, you know, <laughs> sort of wiping his face almost like you know, like a fly flew into his mouth or something. Um, the battery that's been charging is now yes. at 61%. What the hell is that battery? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I still have no clues. I mean, uh, you know. Give credit where credit's due if he's right. Don Tony suggested maybe it's Tegan Knox recharging. Oh, please not. It's, the, 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 a, bar, oh. a battery recharging indicates that it's somebody returning. You know, yeah. perhaps it's uh, Finn Balor coming back. But Ooh. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense, but it's almost like, I don't know. It seems like it's too much thinking. So it, it might be someone with a new gimmick or it might be, you know, uh, you know, they've got plenty of people in the PC that it's time to bring them over. Um, and I think it might be, you know, based on the SmackDown test matches, right. I think the, the guy's name is Omari Jones. He was a football player at Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. You're right, right. Which also is a sort of Greek, Syracuse on, on yes, Sicily. It is. Right, it, it is. And Sicily was Greek, actually. 
at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I mean, they still speak Greek in many parts of Sicily too. Yeah, yeah. The, the the battle of the battle of Syracuse is sort of right. when the Romans won the Punic Wars and became the new the new hegemony in the uh, in the Mediterranean. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So we're, we're oh god, it's see, I'm spreading my gimmick too thin. It's like Hammerlock Hangover is the is the wrestling podcast that's supposed to make you smarter. I need to, I need to take it down. Um, oh, oh, thank you. What does that mean, Jeff? I just don't want to make people smart everywhere. I mean, they, they need to, they need to, they want to be schooled by me. They, nah, I can't stop being me. Um, so I think, I think it's a new character. I think they already repackaged some old guys with a, with a new faction in Diamond Mine. I don't think they're going to do that twice just by bringing back. So, and certainly not like a Tegan Knox who, I mean. No way. No way. I don't know why Don Tony thinks that. I mean, I know why, but hell no, that's definitely not Tegan Knox, And it just, I hope it's not. If it is, it, that is just such a waste of time and hype. So, yeah. and no. I, I don't think they need to reintroduce Finn Balor with a new character. They can just bring That's him back, true. and he can say, "I'm back," <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, and yeah, he could say, "I'm recharged," but I don't think he would need the battery gimmick for it. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, what he's saying doesn't not make sense. It it does make sense. I I just don't think they go through all of that for just you know reintroducing at least not someone at, at Tegan Knox's level who. You know, it's probably going to be a low to mid car and Carter in the women's division. It's true. Anyway, back to the story. Gargano, you see him leaving his vehicle. So Gargano's leaving now. You know, since I already ruined the end, um, <laughs> this is the same thing they did the week before, where Adam Cole made a plane. I'm leaving, Joe. You don't have to worry about me. I'm gone. And of course, he came back at the end. So really shouldn't be any surprise even though i already ruined everything um that's all right the show was last tuesday so it's cool. <laughs> that's right so here we go the diamond mine speaking of of a gimmick that started out flat and continues to be flat yep they come out and i don't even remember if that guy hideki suzuki was with them malcolm bivens was there tyler russ was there and it was Roderick Strong in the ring. I don't remember seeing Hideki Suzuki. Was he there? To be honest, I don't recall him either. <laughs> I just I, I was thinking the same thing when I saw him. I'm like, why is he there? But maybe they're getting AEW's traits where they don't even explain why or who this guy is and why he's part of the group. You know what I mean? But maybe he yeah, was, sorry. but I never noticed. I didn't. I, well... I was trying to notice if he was there and I didn't see him, but, uh, uh, but because of too much weed, maybe I forgot, but <laughs> now we both forget, but you know, too much weed, you know, cross world here, um, cross latitudinal right. and longitudinal. Um, anyway, the diamond mine with Roderick strong, he was facing some guy named Asher Hale. He made Hale submit pretty quickly. Diamond mine was all excited about it. Don't know why. Don't really care. He beat a jobber. It's Roderick Strong. He was in the undisputed era for five years. I mean, (laughs) Roderick Strong, by the way, looks skinnier than I've ever seen him. And to be honest, yeah, look, man, I've seen him wrestle over the years in multiple promotions, but I've never really been such a huge fan of his anyway, to be honest. I think he's pretty bland. He's exactly, he's entirely bland, saying pretty bland is a compliment. So you're a much bigger fan of his than I am. The one thing I heard about Roderick Strong is that people say that he he never runs out of energy, that he's got, you know, he's got, him and Kurt Angle had the, like the best cardio in wrestling. So what? That doesn't make him fucking any better than what he is. So I don't care. 
You know what I mean? I tried. Right, right. I mean, and, and it was a good try, but I'm sorry. It just doesn't work for me, and I'm sure it doesn't work for you, like you said. So, yeah. Here's the funny thing. When he turned in his resignation papers, you know, with his wife by his side, who did get released, Marina Shafir. Right. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I think overwhelmingly most people were like, who cares? It was like when Sean Spears got up and quit AEW. Everyone's like, nobody cares. Like when Jay White did it at the conference, I was like, oh my God, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's totally coming. It's like, idiots, he's in the middle of a five-year contract. What are you talking exactly. about? Storyline, <laughs> come on. Uh, but there were people saying, yeah, he's going to come to this. He's going to be on the SmackDown roster. I know it. It's like, they're never going to put Roderick Strong on the main roster. No He's way. a midget. He's, he's a midget, and that's putting it light, like, lightly. He would never be on the main roster, and if he was, he'd be a freaking like a jobber, like 100%. There's two ways that, well, there's two things related to the Undisputed Era. One thing about Roderick Strong, the only way that he'd be on the main roster if they did face-off and they gave him Daniel Bryan's face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> that's a good I, one. I mean, yeah. That, that's one way, or extensive plastic surgery. So there are two. The other thing is, remember when Bobby Fish came back about three or four weeks ago and they made a big deal about it and then he had some matches with Oni Lorcan and then they had a vignette with him, you know, punching on the heavy bag and he wants to go after Oni Lorcan. And this was right before, I think, the last takeover. So, right. you know, I thought it might be a pre-show match because it was sort of a grudge match. <clears throat> you haven't heard anything about Bobby Fish since then. So is he hurt again? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is he hurt again? I mean, I thought he was cool to come back. They And this is the thing about WWE as a whole. If you've noticed, they've been doing this, not just in NXT, but even on the main roster, where they start a program with certain people, and then they stop it out of nowhere, and the next thing you know, they're released. Well, if the next thing you know they're released, there's at least a reason for it. If they are recognizing that nobody cares about Bobby Fish as a competitor, then good good on them. Or only Lorcan for the matter. <clears throat> oh, um, yeah. so, well, Bobby so Fish is all. better than Lorcan, let's be honest. Uh, no, well, I, 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 I'm not sure that's being honest. I, I agree to disagree on that one. Okay. Maybe Birch is getting closer to being healthy, and maybe they're going to bring that team back again because they were semi-interesting mm. with Pete Dunne. They were interesting with Pat McAfee, but he's right. on to bigger and better. Um, I, don't, I haven't heard anything about a Bobby Fish injury, but whenever he's you know absent, you have to just he's presume he's injured again. And I just want to point out about Pat McAfee, and I forgot to mention this on the Smack Talk uh, show. Does he not sound like Matt Stryker, or am I just hearing things? You're hearing things. Their voices are completely different. I don't know I why mean, I get the Matt Stryker vibe off him, but he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's great. I mean, they, they are both enthusiastic speakers, but the right. Pat s seems like he means it. There's there's authenticity to it. Stryker just seemed like he was a paid spokesman. Yeah, I don't even like Stryker, to be honest, even as a commentator, but I don't know why I had that vibe. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, people, Stryker's okay. I mean, I, I would say he's, he's better than average in wrestling commentary, mm. which doesn't mean that he's great. It just means right, that right. there's there's been a lot of people who've come and gone in wrestling Good. commentary. Good point. Um, so anyway, don't know about Bobby Fish. Listen, if they want to keep him on as a coach forever, I'm all for that or an agent or whatever. Clearly he has talent and has smarts and, and whatnot, but I, I don't need to see him in the ring. Well, I prefer, 
over Colorado. I can't stand Colorado right now, but yeah. I mean, I consider them to be almost exactly the same. I guess I sort of prefer Kyle O'Reilly over him, but marginally. I mean, only because Bobby Fish is 43-ish. True. I mean, they've both been around for a long time. Not Obviously not in XT, but, you know, in Ring of Honor and New Japan. But Yeah, as a team. Right. And Red they Dragon. were a great team. And they were a great team. I actually liked them as a team. But... I don't know, man. Anyway, we'll get to Colorado when we get to that point. Right. Um, okay, so Cameron Grimes is the next match, and he is facing the guy he punched last week for making fun of Ted DiBiase. Uh, and turns out his name is Ari Sterling. So, okay. <laughs> he looked like he looked like just like a, a taller version of Asher Hale, who was the jobber in the, in the preceding match. Um, <laughs> Grimes got the easy win. He's interrupted by L.A. Knight, and L.A. Knight is basically being his, you know, obnoxious self, talking about how bad Cameron Grimes is and and how he was the only person for the Million Dollar Championship. And Cameron Grimes is like, I challenge you for the Million Dollar Championship at Great American Bash. And L.A. Knight is, you know, looks like he's thinking about it and looks like he's about to accept and how it'd be great. And then he's like, denied. He's like, nah, (laughs) I don't think so. But then he thinks about it. He gets an idea in his head, and he's like, you know what? I will put this million dollar championship on the line of great American Bash because there's no chance you're going to win. So when I win, and I will, you have to be my butler for 30 days. So right away, I'm like, yeah, I love butler matches. <laughs> that makes two of us. But you know what? I do think LA Knight will beat him and he will become the butler, right? He has, saying to. he has to, right? And and I think it would be pretty funny. I mean, I, I like LA Knight. I love his obnoxious style. But in saying that, is this million dollar bout now a thing? Is this officially a title now? Or, or yes. what's that? So is it or is it like the FTW belt? Well, it's it's spoken about every week so far, so it's definitely more than the FTW belt. Right, right. Um no, I, I think it's a thing. I mean, I, you know, they made a whole grandiose statement about it. It was a sanctioned match. So, yeah, I think it's a thing. Where it fits in the order of titles, I don't think it's particularly important. I mean, I think everybody knows it's, you know, it's sort of like king of the ring. It, it doesn't okay. necessarily get you anything, but but it's sort of an excuse to, to put you in any top program that they sort of want to put you in. Um if this was a reciprocal Butler match, there might be some question as to who the <laughs> winner will be and what the outcome right. will be. Obviously, LA Knight is going to use sneaky heel cheating tactics. Um, maybe even DiBiase fooling Cameron Grimes and doing, doing, saying, being like, I can see. Yeah, that. it hurt when you hit me and kicked me, but I respect that. That was most of my career, too. I would have done the same thing and helping Knight. But I, I think Knight will just win on his own, pulling tights or something, you know the ref will be distracted by something or somebody and he'll use the, the title to hit Cameron Grimes. And anyway, Cameron Grimes is destined to be a Butler and that's going to be comedic <laughs> gold, gold, Jerry gold. <laughs> I agree, man. And he's saying that I think it'd be good if million dollar man, even though LA Knight doesn't need us a, a spokesperson, obviously. Right. But wouldn't it be funny if million dollar man was in his corner after next week, where he's that obnoxious million dollar man where he's laughing all the time in the background while LA Knight's talking shit. I think yeah, that I would think work. It, I think it would be awesome. Right. Um, and I don't know if anybody has noticed this at all or if I'm just seeing things now, but 
aside from the pigmentation, L.A. Knight is sort of the same height and build as Virgil. And he oh. wears sort of the same thing. He sort of wears like a vest, like <laughs> Virgil did. So him next to DiBiase uh, is sort of like a, a modern day version. Um, <laughs> I was going to bring up Virgil, but I thought now nah, better not. But now that you bring him up. It would be funny if if L.A. Knight made Cameron Grimes dress up like Virgil. Of course he's going to make Virgil. <laughs> but in the old sort of style, like, you know, remember with the purple sort of vest and the... And exactly the how Virgil dressed, exactly except right. Cameron, Gr but Cameron Grimes is going to try and sleep his hat on. That's going to be his <laughs> That hat would be vibes. perfect with the hat and the whole garb. Oh, man, that would be money. I'll tell you that. And, no and, you know the la and you know the last line of every, of every vignette is going to be L.A. Knight going to him. We talked about the hat. Lose it. It's not part of the uniform. And be like, oh, man. Be like, Swipe. Yeah, oh, they, man. <laughs> they definitely have to go that way, man. It's got to It's got to be. It's. I mean, surely. Why are you calling me Shirley? No, I said sure. Surely, Jeff. Not Stop Shirley. calling me Shirley. All right, Shazza. That's a short way of saying. Shiznizzle. Shiz Shiznizzle. She's right. Nizzle Dynamite. You're Shazza uh, Lippman now from now on. Listen, if you can keep up with all the nicknames you've given me, I'll be very <laughs> um, I'm losing count, to be honest. <laughs> I, so am I. I'm not even trying. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, I've never felt so important in my life. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Listen, I, and I had 120 employees at one point, but this is much more important having these 12 or 14 um Namakers nicknames. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> and and Triple H or Regal or Vince, whoever helps to book or write or plan NXT. I hope you're listening to the show. And listen, this, this these ideas are free. We claim no intellectual property, right? We, right. we just we we just want to be acknowledged, just like the tribal chief wants to be acknowledged. Exactly. <laughs> We did it, and nobody else possibly have done it because there's only ten thousand wrestling podcasts, so <laughs> no one else could have possibly come up with this. But okay. of the seven or eight I listened to, nobody else has said it. Well, um, get this, Jeff. We're not yeah. just any wrestling podcast. We're in the top ten percent on the planet of wrestling podcasts, too, Jeff. So, wow, and in the top ten percent, that works. Six, that works every time. Well, it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's great! Wow, already even even Smack Talk, the newest show. You know what? That's already go gone off on a flyer, dude. I mean, it's it's flying. It's already uh, getting a lot of downloads. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, I tell you, folks, even if you don't watch SmackDown, even if you don't like main roster, listen to that show. I'm not just trying to spike up the numbers for <laughs> a new show because it's hysterical because we talk about so much other than SmackDown. I think we go for 15 minutes in the beginning about Jimmy's adventures with McDonald's before we even bother getting into SmackDown and, <laughs> yeah. and, and our shadow producer D who didn't show his or her face just had an avatar, an anime avatar there. So I'm like having conversations with an avatar on there. Then we talked about SmackDown at some points. And then we also talked about La Sicaria killing people because, because Jimmy was going to come beat me up from, from 14,000 miles away. And he's like, He's like, he's like, you don't think I can get there? You, you, you don't uh, think you, you should be afraid of me? And I'm like, I live with a hit woman. And then we went into a whole John Wick thing. So, you know what? She suits yeah. the part too. It's because she is the part. I, I don't know why this is not a gimmick. Oh, true. Why do, why do you think I live so comfortably? 
These are seven-figure contracts. Oh no, Jeff. On average, I mean, some are some are less, and some are barters. But... <laughs> is she in front of you right now? Is she hearing this? It doesn't matter where she is; she hears everything. <laughs> anyway, oh jeez, but true. Listen to Smack Talk; you won't be disappointed. I, I guarantee you. Yeah, seriously, we even made SmackDown pleasant. Um, true. So. Now comes the boring and always disappointing and always underwhelming Kyle O'Reilly to the ring in his street clothes. So he's going to be there. At least he should wrestle, not speak. So you know he's going to speak. And then Adam Cole comes down. And, of course, Samoa Joe and security are there to ensure there's order and they're just going to speak. And they cut the same promo you ever heard. And Kyle O'Reilly's boring and Adam Cole is not boring. Um (laughs) And I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I can't just say one thing about that. First of all, what the hell was he doing walking out like he's dancing to his bloody entrance song? I mean, seriously, he looks like a cheesy... As we say down here in Australia, I don't know if you know this word, we call someone like Kyle O'Reilly a dag. Well, what's a dag mean? Basically a cheesy dude. A cheesy dude? Yeah, I... I... I did notice that because he used to do that. He used to do sort of like the discount worldwide underground thing, like the 3MB thing. It's like he can't really get there now. It's like he hasn't figured out what his character (laughs) is. He's very much like a 16-year-old boy. He's very awkward. He just hasn't figured out. That's exactly what he comes across as, like a child. Man, they've got to make him stop talking. Seriously. His hair is ever-changing. His facial hair is ever-changing. He still looks like he's 14. The only thing he's committed to is wearing the torn jeans. Oh, clap, clap. First, yeah. And don't be surprised if he gets future endeavored soon. I wouldn't care. I mean, Neither would it, I. it would be fine. And anyway, they talked and, and they're going to have, I mean, because the, the death match they had wasn't the end of their feud. They're having, <laughs> right. what is it, a last man standing match at Great American Bash? Or what is it? What, what's the gimmick? Is there a gimmick? I, I didn't even hear a gimmick. I, I don't know. I, and like honestly, said, I don't care about these two guys well, at all. The match at the the last time they had that that blood match, that non-sanctioned match, should have right. been the end of this crap Absolutely. already. I don't know why this shit is still going. Just kill it already, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean... Or one of them actually has to be like a loser leaves town and has to actually leave town. <laughs> well, as long as it's Kyle O'Reilly, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. So next we see a vignette promo. It's TN Shah. They're, you know, they're still going after Mercedes Martinez. They're going to finish the job. Uh, and then Susie Q or, or uh, Mei Ying. Yep. Okay, I bitched about this in other places, but if if you are making up a name for a wrestler in WWE, a female wrestler, and you have the Mae Young classic, and you have Mia Yim, why did you do Mae Ying? Fuck the fine out, Jeff. You tell me. I mean, it, doesn't Vince famously hate having people with the same name or last names on their shows? Apparently. 
So, I mean, how does how does this happen? Like, they could have come up with anything. They could have come up with like the the most evil empress name from Chinese history, or the, or like the name of like some witch from Chinese history or, or lore or whatever. Um, anyway, it ends with the mist. So I'm all about the mist. So aside from my little bitch session about the name, I love everything about this. By the way, last night some of the people that I work with in another universe um, were at a club and. Zia Lee was right in front of them and they took really? some rather poor photos <laughs> and, and, but they didn't talk to her. They didn't hit on oh, her. They didn't try to do anything. <laughs> and, and, and apparently they might've gotten in a little trouble with Imperium who, because they might've been talking <laughs> to ladies that Imperium had their designs really? on. To which my response was, nobody cares about Imperium or the grizzled <laughs> young veterans or oh. Lorcan and Birch. No, nope. Nobody cares whatsoever. Um, uh, but you not shooting your shot when Zealy is right Zealy is right in front of you is inexcusable. I agree one hundred percent. Shame, 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 boys. Their only excuse must be that their batteries were only at seventy one percent, because that's what we see next. <laughs> Great segue. That was perfect. Thank you. That was good. Seventy one percent. Yeah. So then my notes tell me that serve is ready. No, it's swerve is ready. There must have been an autocorrect, which was an auto miscorrect, which uh, I didn't catch. So swerve is ready for his match. Cool. He should be. Now, we get the mixed tag match here with Mercedes Martinez versus uh, Mercedes Mac Martinez and Jake Atlas versus T and Shaw. It's mostly the women at first. Um at some point, Mercedes Martinez, when she's when she's getting the better of Zia Lee, which should never ever happen, <laughs> she decides to spend attention uh, talking to Mei Ying, which was obviously a mistake, and she didn't even approach her, which you know, was also a mistake. Um, the the men had some moments here, and Boa and Atlas actually work pretty well together. They're very similar in body type and style and look from behind i mean obviously they're they're two different ethnicities so obviously. facially they're they're different but in every other way height build haircut it's very similar um which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or just a thing but anyway um zealy zealy hits mercedes with a roundhouse kick oh. which uh, e either she didn't pull it enough or mercedes didn't get her hand up or mercedes wasn't supposed to get a hand up, but she didn't, her, her face wasn't, didn't turn quick enough or she, her, the position was, whatever it was, she got hit flush in the face and she was basically out on her feet. She went down like a lump of coal, but you could tell she knew that she was supposed to kick up or, or roll around or if it was, or maybe she was just, it was just her body reacting. Anyway, the ref stopped it. Uh, TKO, that was right great. thing to do. Right. Um, she was taken to the hospital for precautionary reasons we understand that she's fine and in fact jake atlas tweeted out like maybe 24 hours later that this isn't over yet so yeah. I, I guess she's cleared or anticipated as being cleared but that was that was a little bit scary um it was. the way she's dropped, okay man. right the way she dropped it was pretty much head first too i mean she was out yeah i yeah um I don't know if this is like a Dr. Death, Steve Williams thing where oh, Bart no. Gunn knocked him out for real and he, like no one ever looked at him the same again. <laughs> nah, look, I don't... <laughs> look, hey, Zia Lee is a killer, dude. 
I know, but people so's but Mercedes Martinez is supposed to be also. Right. Now, I don't know if they modern wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, like the fourth wall and the, and the curtain's been drawn back enough that people know that they're not necessarily real tough people. True. Um, they're just characters because back then, like in the the mid nineties, when when that happened, um, yeah, people thought Dr. Williams was a real killer, and he um, was an absolute. Oh, I don't want to say bad thing. I don't want to talk ill of the dead, but he no, looked but like he was shit. a killer. He, he was, was an Olympian. He, well, he, yeah. was a, he, he was a state champion wrestler. He was a collegiate champion wrestler in his weight class. He was a great football player at uh, Oklahoma University of Oklahoma Division One back when they were a powerhouse team uh, perennially. Now they're sort of you know here and there. Um, but the, back then, there were only like five teams that were always in it. Now there's like 20 or 25 that seems right. like a chance anyway he he what happened to him is is like his hammy went out in in the middle of the of the fight and because that? of that bart gun yeah of course i believe it uh <laughs> bart gun land flunk got caught him or if you just want to call it a puncher's chance whatever whatever was bart gun hit him flush on on the jaw broke his jaw and he knocked did, him right. plumb out and Nobody ever looked at Dr. Death Steve Williams the same, including no, me, which was sad because he was myself. one of my favorite wrestlers. He was done and dusted really after that. Honestly, he was done. The so you don't, think that's gonna, you don't think that's going to happen to Mercedes now? You know what? Like you said before, I don't know if the fans... Uh, look, there's a, for me, it's stuffed her whole aura up. For me. I'm sure it probably has for you. But with today's fans... I don't know, man. I don't know if they will actually like think that, but I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I don't know. I, I, I think that a lot of things change about fans, but not everything. I mean, for example, when Becky's nose was bloodied accidentally by Nia, that was sort of her moment. When it Britt was, Baker got bloodied by Thunder Rosa, that was sort of her moment where she was accepted by the exactly. I, I, IWC. Absolutely. I had long ago accepted her. Um, you know, and in AW, they really use blood liberally, but I think they still use it with, with some effect that way. Absolutely. I think Cena even got some respect when, um, uh, Seth Rollins, Seth, yeah, crushed his, flattened his nose. And that was bad, right now with, with his nose, you know, and he still finished the match. I mean, people, right. people respect that. I think that even if it's imperceptible or, or even if it's not to the same extent, I have to think that this is going to this is going to impact Mercedes her character somewhat. Then again, the NXT fandom is pretty small and maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. It's something to watch. Well, it did go viral, so you know what I'm saying? That that knockout spot really went pretty viral, man, all over social media. So, we'll see. I mean, like I said for me, I think it's sort of destroyed her aura of being a tough woman you know that's what i'm saying so you do agree all right yeah i i think it's going to have some at least short to long-term effect maybe and she's 40 so you know short term yeah, exactly. is long term in right. you know in, in her career all right so next we have thatch and champa coming out with chairs msk's also comes out with chairs basically they're gonna fight each other you know next week for the titles i am giving you an early prediction now i think that the titles will change msk is not over with the nxt fans they get booed as often as they get cheered yeah, what's up with that um i don't i said this on another show i think msk 
is a lot like the young bucks that their natural demeanor is healy with a lot of people for different reasons, but they both sort of like they're young. They're both brash. They're both, you know, sort of cocky and are sort of like video gamer kind of, kind of folks. The bucks are a little bit more dickish because they've got that fake, you know, uh, evangelical thing to them as well. Um, (laughs) And the bucks don't even really, that's not, well, it sort of is, but it, it's the the Bucks are not self aware enough to know that they are natural heels. They they think they have to heal it up with coloring their hair, and, and they the, overdo and the, it, right? Like they totally overdo it. It's spot on. And the facial hair, MSK, I think, can just be themselves and just turn up the cockiness a little bit more. Um, but I, I think it's I think they want to meaning NXT wants to reward Champa and Thatcher for their good work and and you know, years of service and sort of looking like old school tough guys. I mean, they've sort of, they didn't pull the trigger on grizzled young veterans. They did on Lorcan and Birch well, but Birch got hurt. You know, they, they didn't on, well, they did for a bit on Imperium, but not for long. Uh, I think they sort of like this, you know, sort of this, this tough guy kind of uh, attitude more than, uh, more than this, the, the fancy pants stuff. Otherwise, they could have they could have switched it with Legato. Um, I also think that Hit Row. I think that um, Top Dollar and Ashante the Adonis are good heels to take the titles from Ciampa and Thatcher. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And since it's usually going to be three on two or four on two, you know, it, it's you never you'll never take the shine off of Thatcher and Ciampa. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Next, we see Saray going up to Mr. Regal, and she wants she would really like a match. She would really like a match. She would really like a match with Tony Storm. And Regal's like, "Oh, okay, I'll think about it." So, okay, so swell. That's exciting. <laughs> swell. Oh shit. Uh, now we get to the segment with Cross and Gargano outside. I already yeah. talked about it. I already ruined this. So, um, so you 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 can add anything that you need to it. That was left out. Well, let's be honest. Cross made Gargano and Austin Theory look like idiots. Honestly, I mean, come on. He did that great back of the neck punch to that Theory. Was good man. That looked like Theory went straight into like the like the garage door, like the store's car. He sold that shit beautifully. I mean, that looked pretty stiff, to be honest. And, yeah, I think and, that, I think that was a loading bay garage door. Yeah, it so, was but yeah, yeah, but Theory sold it well too. Theory, although he loses most of the time, Theory is great. He is. I agree. I think I don't know why they they had him on the main roster just to bring him back down to NXT, but he's very underrated. I actually totally agree with that, man. And and the thing is, I, personally, I don't like this Gargano versus Cross match. Personally, I mean. Because to me, this should be a total squash, right? Because I can't take Gargano serious as a main challenger, you know, to cross. But whatever, I mean, feed feed him all the midgets he can eat. You know what I mean? Because at this point, he's just running over the whole of NXT. Well, I guess he's got to beat the whole of NXT, like they're, they're you know, they're out Mount Rushmore, so to speak, to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to make his resume complete because it looks like he's going to be fast-tracked. Upwards, as I mean, he should, yeah. as he should be, in my opinion. I mean, a lot of people think that Nikki is now Nikki aspiring superhero Nikki Ash, oh. so that they don't want two crosses 
on, you know, on the <laughs> main <point>. roster. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so this is good, um, and apparently they have added two events to the Great American Bash card. So one is Cross and Gargano in a face to face. Now. I mistook this to be a non-title match. Apparently, it's just going to be like a face-to-face or like AEW does with, you know, Jericho and MJF or like one of those parlays or whatnot. So that that's my understanding. It's just going to be, you know, uh, you know, they're they're going to be in the ring together, you know, growling and scowling, and I guess maybe setting up a feud for takeover. I mean, obviously, it's going to turn into a you know another hit job with with Theory and whatever you know whatever else happens there, but. And then the other is that Hit Row is going to have some sort of a cipher to determine who is the next contender for the North American title. I don't know what that means either. I mean, I know what a cipher is in theory. Well, you know what a cipher technically is, right? Well, it's like a code. Right. But usually when... (laughs) See, could this be a rap cipher, though? It could be, sure. A rap is code. I mean, it's it's lyrical. Anything with with notes and music and predictability is code. Don't, isn't the only music that that isn't sort of a, a code is jazz? Isn't jazz yeah, like yeah, some like deconstructed guess, music? Is, I guess you're right. Yeah, when you think about it, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, rap can be a rap can be a code. I could listen. I I like everything the Hit Row is doing. So I'm looking forward to this, even if I don't really understand what it is. Well, so I'm going. I, I'm assuming it's going to be a rap cipher. You watch. I bet you it will be. But in saying I think that, that's a good call. It, I think it's a good call. I do like. I do like the group as well, right? But the only thing is, I hate when they all walk to the ring. They're like pouncing around, sort of dancing. Like, it just looks weird to me. But whatever. I mean, I guess it's just a little gripe. I like everything they do. I. I mean, I think that. Uh... What's the name? B Beauty or whatever. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. she does is great. I think. I think that she she crouches in just the right way. Uh, it's just she's like a cat moving out there. Um, I like uh, all of Top Dollar's expressions and his and his body language. Ashanta Diadonis is the only one that, that that I think that you know that you're talking about that does sort of the the dancing and sort of you know. But he's he's the emoter. He's sort of like the the Montez Ford. Um, you know, of, of the group that's, um, you know, loud and out front. Right, but doesn't but, have the uh, same charisma as a Montez Ford, in my opinion, though. No, no, he doesn't. But I, I think Montez Ford's over the top. But I don't know. I, I, I like the whole act. So what, what can I say? I, I think they balance each other nicely. Swerve is sort of in the middle. He's just sort of the slow, methodical, yeah. cocky one with the, you know, enjoying what his, what his team is doing, what, he, what he's assembled around him. I think it's all good. I don't know. It works for me. Doesn't well, doesn't have to work for everyone, but it seems to be a pretty hot act. They, hey, listen, if you type in GIF and put in Hit Row, they've already got some GIFs. So really, I, yes. I, think, I haven't actually noticed that yet. But look, for me, the jury's still out. I think I need to see more to be totally convinced with Hit Row. So we'll see. All right. Well, Hit Row's coming in for the North American title match against. The colossal Bronson Reed, and this is a power versus speed and technique type of match. There was a very divided crowd. Yeah, half of them were for Swerve, half of them were for Reed, um, which really is not surprising because Reed isn't really that over. He's marginally over. I like him because he's a big agile guy, but modern fans call him fat, which I mean, come on. 
I hate modern fans. Um, yeah, me too. But, you know, but I, I don't mind people forgetting behind Hit Row because everything about them is cool. It's good. It's been, a, it's been a fun, good, refreshing act. And it's so different from sort of most of the male acts on NXT, which were all the same. Even Loomis, who, who is different, I mean, part of his act is that he's quiet. He doesn't say anything and, and it's spooky. But, you know, when everything is, when, when the whole show is sort of like black and white, um, meaning like 1950s television, black and white, um, you know, y- you need a little bit more attitude. That's why I think LA Knight and the Million Dollar Champion is, is a breath of fresh air. Oh, Cameron Grimes and his character is a breath of fresh air. Um, Scarlet is a breath of fresh air. I'm not ready to say cross yet because I think he even fits a little bit into that black and white thing. I mean, he's, he's still a little bit paint by numbers. Now he looks different than the rest of the NXT roster, but I know people think he's huge. And listen, he's huge compared to me. He's huge compared to people on the street, but he's not huge compared to Bobby Lashley. He's not huge compared to Shelton Benjamin. He's not huge compared to Roman Reigns. He's not huge compared to Commander Aziz or Big E. I mean, he's taller than 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 Big E, but you know, he, he's. We saw him in Impact with next to Brian Cage, who's a short guy, you know, but he didn't look huge next to Brian Cage. That's true. Um, you know, it's it's just you know he's a big guy, but he's not he's not going to be a monster on the main roster. I mean, even people like Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, who are not really body guys, are you know, guys though, right? Yeah, like Ford's lean, but he's like six four, six five, and Dawkins is the same height. True. These are these are big big folks. I mean, there's not a lot of Xavier Woods and and Ricochets there. That's true. It's a good point. I mean, and I hope that doesn't expose him once he gets onto the main roster because that's what I'm worried about. Because it's true, everything you just said is one hundred percent spot on. And as long as they stick with the course, they stick with Killer Cross or Carry On Cross, whatever, he'd be fine. But if the, if he starts jobbing out to you know to your Bobby Lashley's and stuff like that, he's going to be looking exposed, and and that's what I don't want. And we'll just wait and see what happens. I think his talent should still elevate him anyway, but we'll see. I just think he's an okay talker. I don't think he's a great talker. And frankly, what I would do is I would have. Uh, Scarlet do all of the talking and just have him say nothing and just look menacing and do all his, his action in the ring until something down the line. Like, I think, mm. otherwise, I think it'll just be like Aleister Black being like, come and fight me, come and fight me, I'm tough, come and fight me. Until Aleister Black found that character and then got released. But I mean, I thought the character that was working, it was working for me anyway. No, it um, was. I think it was working. And I'm a cross fan. I, I, I come this as a, as a point of, uh, you know, from a place of good faith. I want him to succeed. I want him to be. A future WWE champion, Universal champion. I, I don't know which, um, but you know, I, I want him to be one of those top guys. You know, in that, you know, in that conversation. So that it's not always Drew. It's not always Roman. It's not. Well, I do always want to be Lashley. Like I'm a Lashley market. I'm sorry. Me too. Um, hey, uh, I, I was so happy once when he won the WWE championship, and I would want him to still hold on to that. So I'm with you. Well, speaking about distractions, which we just got distracted, um, Adonis does a distraction. Uh, Reed, Bronson Reed cleans house, but when he's cleaning house, based on the, uh, the um, distraction, you know, where he gets rid of uh, Top Dollar and Ashante the Adonis, he walks right into a pretty nasty 
uh, drop kick, th uh, like through the ropes or uh, like an assisted drop kick uh, by Swerve. And then Swerve immediately goes into the 450, pins Reed, and we have a new North American champion. And the hit row enjoying the new championship and the show standing tall and Reed laying out dead, ready, ready to shave his hair, put on some Gorilla of Dead Destiny's oh, face no. and become Roman Stumper. Oh. Get some tribal tattoos <laughs> and, and acknowledge his tribal, his tribal chief. <laughs> You're adamant about that, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, why was he crying at the end of the match? I get it. The belt meant so much to him, whatever. It just looks silly coming from a big dude like that. And two... <clears throat> I think he looked like a star coming out, in, you know, in this match. I think Bronson Reed looks great, and he even looks the part. But I don't know if I like the fact that Swerve won the North American Championship so quickly. I felt like Reed should have had a bit of a longer run. But I guess Triple H or whoever it is obviously doesn't see it that way. Or... Maybe he might even get the belt back pretty fast and we might have a little feud starting between the two of them. Who knows? But I actually think he's better than that. But if he's going to the main roster, and he was in the dark match too, wasn't he? Yes. he's. I think he's been in more than one dark match, actually. Really? Okay. All right. So it seems like he will be elevated more than likely. Look, man, I, I love the spot where he, th where he threw one of the... One of the hero guys is straight through the the plexiglass or whatever into the where the fans are. That was a great mm -hmm. spot. The match was pretty good. I felt like it went quick though. Was it just me or was it pretty quick? It was pretty quick, but I like quick matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. But I just felt like, I don't know, man. He, he could have looked better. I mean, he did look pretty strong, but he looked like a goof the way he lost. Like, especially after that spot, then got back in the ring and then that 450, whatever it's called, bang, and it was over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, geez, I mean, it was a good match. It was all right. I'm just a little disappointed. Where do you see Swerve go from here? Well, I mean, he's the champion, so I think he's going to have that championship for a while. Um, I think? I'm thinking that maybe they're going to try to turn Legato de, Del Fantasma face and have a little uh, hit row against Legato for a bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to come out of that cipher as, you know, I mean, seems like, you know, who who's there? I mean, it, it, Loomis, he could have like an open challenge where, you know, it, it's sort of like jabronis, but that's sort of what Kushida has been doing. Right. Um, Maybe Kushida. Kushida is, is someone that they could probably have a good match. Maybe do a title versus title thing, and then Swerve has both the titles when all is said and done. That could be cool. That's but it's too that's too cool for WWE. Is it too <laughs> cool for NXT? Though? I'm uh, not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure either. But I just feel um, is it just me? But does NXT feel like even Loomis? Right? I I I, I I'm not really a fan of his. I really don't. I think he's pretty bland. Even like I think that whole shtick that he's doing is just like run its course to me, man. But then again, I don't know where you go with him anyway. And NXT as a whole, if you take Cross out of it, take Reed out of it, then it becomes literally the micro wrestling league. 
Well, that brings me to my next thought: is that Reed may want a rematch, uh, but in, you know, more than likely, when he's going to rematch, he gets ambushed by Top Dollar, and they have sort of a, a clash of the titans. Possibly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think the rematch will probably happen at Takeover. They have a bunch of big guys waiting in the wings. I mean, some of them are going to get ready. Some of them are going to get their shot. I mean, you've got Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, I'm looking forward to his debut too. The guy Amari Jones, and again, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. No, you did. Um, You did. They have it correctly. Um, You have uh, what is Steiner's kid? Brockensteiner. Yeah, Brock Steiner. Brock Steiner. So, I mean, he's got to be right. They have the uh, the other Olympian who is just started training, but he's an Olympian. He's going to pick it up really quickly. I mean, 100%. you know, Kurt Angle never went to developmental. No, and he was a natural, so. Yeah. Um, so, and, and they have other, I mean, Cal Bloom's been down there for a while. He's a real big guy. So, you know, uh, Riddick Moss, I imagine, is going to get healthy at some point. And since he hasn't been released yet, I could see him. Surprisingly. You know, being back on the right, being back, uh, you know, maybe it just hasn't been released because he's still injured, and they, they, they tend not to do that. True. They tend to wait until you've healed and then release you. <laughs> yeah. <for> um, sure. <laughs> now, one thing on that, uh, Nick Khan did say that people should start expecting releases and terminations to be more rolling rather than there being like these right. busts heard, times. That they're going to act more like a regular business and not do this like an annual thing. That they're going to do it rolling as the, as they feel is necessary. Well, man, this Nick Khan guy, he's just come in and it's just, it's almost like he's the boss. Like he's making some power plays, man. And, and like, do, look, who is this guy exactly? Do you think he could be making a play to actually take over the company, possibly? No, no, you no. can't take over. You can't take over the company because the McMahon family owns more than fifty percent. No, of the right, right. Vince but, McMahon owns fifty-one percent himself. That's true, but is there a chance that he? I mean, people still think that WWE could be sold. Sure, and, a, and apparently he, he's he, the middleman for that to happen. I'm right, but that's not time. taking over the company. He would be hired to position the company to be best position to be sold. So, I mean, that that might be his job. But until I start hearing Forbes reporting that, True. or CNBC, right. or you know, I, I'm not really interested in you know dirt sheets, <laughs> dirt sheets, or discount economists or discount business yeah. majors saying this is what you do when a when a company. Uh, tries to get sold, they lean up. Yeah, it is. But also, why would the company? Why would the owners of a company need for it to be sold if they're making record profits? I mean, th- that's true too. That's what I was thinking as well at the time, which doesn't make sense. So you're you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I mean, companies usually when they're doing well don't get sold. It's when you're sort of distressed that you get sold because somebody thinks that they can make you better by doing what a Nick Khan does or getting rid of 30% of their own staff and sort of having more economies of scale and, and you know, eliminating redundancy. When you buy a company at top dollar, usually it's a mistake, like when people bought Yahoo at top dollar and it really hasn't <laughs> well, it paid out. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of companies that were bought when, the, when they were at their top and, and you wonder if, if it ever paid for itself. There were a lot of dot-coms like that that, that yeah. sold and I was like, yeah, somebody just invented the app that made that completely, you know, irrelevant. Well, spot on, hundred percent correct. I just feel like this guy is really coming. He's got balls, and he's just he's making 
decisions, man. He's making real tough decisions too, and just and doesn't give a shit about it. You know, he seems ruthless, well, man. Well, he is, but I, I, I think that's his charge, and I don't think he cares about the creative. I think the only the only thing he cares about creative is when he watches it, if he sees that people have no role. So if they have advanced where they should graduate from the PC and they're not doing anything, then they're gone. Or if they've had a chance not doing anything, then they're gone. If 205 is live is doing nothing, let's get rid of you know two thirds of 205 live. And then those can be your jobbers on NXT. Those can be your jobbers on the main roster the seven people who are remaining on the, on the, from the 205 live roster. Let's you, let's bring in people from NXT UK when we can and, and introduce them into stories. Let's bring up Piper and Niven. Um, I hope that they use the NXT UK roster to rehabilitate Drew McIntyre while keeping him away from the main title. I hope they can resist making him the money in the bank guy, or even if he has it, he's distracted by going through, you know, uh, you know, all of the, I, I don't even know the names of the people in NXT UK, but they all look like Killian Dane, like Wolfgang <laughs> and this one and some other yeah. big hairy guy and, you know, another <laughs> Captain Caveman and Sasquatch and Enkidu <laughs> and whatever. Oh, and then, and then eventually you get to Walter and, oh. and, you know, by then Walter will have that belt 850 days. And then <laughs> and Drew can take that title and, and, you know, and elevate that title somewhat. And, you know, let Walter get it back at some point. It's uh, at some big show in in England, and the, but then Drew has gotten his bona fides. I mean, NXT UK is as close to doing your time in Japan as as WWE is going to have. Hey, true, but I think uh, NXT UK is not going to last too much longer, man. I feel like it's become so stale. It's like, not for us. It's for the, it's for the UK. Yeah, but to be honest, I actually didn't mind NXT UK when it first started. I thought it was okay. You know what I mean? But now it just. Ugh. And can I ask, is 205 Live still a thing? Like, I don't know, because I haven't even paid attention to it. But is that even I, still on? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it can be, because <laughs> they let go of... I mean, literally, there were like 21 people on the roster, and they let go of 14 of them. Right. Now, maybe they're moving some of the PC people, maybe like the people like Asher Hale and Ari Sterling... Um, Maybe Kushida as the cruiserweight champion will actually appear on it. I, I don't know. I mean, who who was the guy that was on NXT a couple Trey Baxter, maybe a little, you know, some some of these people that seem to be on, you know, on the cusp. Then again, we saw Kurt Stallion, you know, in NXT, and then he immediately broke his wrist and uh, then got better and then got released. So you know, but but how many of those guys do they need? How many I mean True. They need to chop off a lot of fat, and I guess that's what Nick Khan's job is to do. And in saying that, you just reminded me of something. I think 205 Live will probably cease to exist because aren't we meant to get a new Evolve NXT show? I'm not sure because a lot of the people who have been let go are from Evolve, right. like August Gray and a bunch of them. Like a lot of them are like the Gabe Sapolsky people. Right, Randy right. Lauren was a great Gabe Sapolsky uh, person i'm not sure the gabe is is gone but uh they may just want to keep the evolved thing just you know just just to have it in their back pocket if they ever want to create another brand or you know do their version of AEW dark which is a youtube show or or whatnot i don't know what they're going to do with 205 live i truly have no idea the only reason i see keeping it is that it creates an hour-long show of content every week 
that they continue they can continue to sell you know on the wwe network internationally because what folks i don't think realize is peacock is only for the united states right and it's a five-year deal which at this point is a four and a half year deal um or thereabouts so you know they peacock also was existing content and and new pay-per-views um but it, it wasn't exclusive for new content. So all of the new shows WWE produces, they can put that on new streaming services, both domestically and keep really? it as new content internationally. Okay. And it might be something that appeals to, you know, if they want to license it internationally, you know, maybe there there's parts of the world where they're crazy about cruiserweights, but, you know, maybe in Mexico where they like the luchador style, uh, maybe 205 Live, you know, has more legs there, you know, if there's a streaming service there or, or a network in Mexico, they would like ex- exclusivity to that uh, for new content. They they can do it um, or past content because uh, they, you know, because uh, they're not limited uh, with that with Peacock or maybe that's a bidder and then maybe Peacock, you know, I'm sure they own some access to, you know, uh, to Mexico. I mean, not, not just south of the border. Um, you know, maybe, maybe then they have a bidding war. I I don't know. There's options. But that's a really fancy and long way of saying I really don't know. <laughs> that's well said, though. But still, no, you're right. I mean, can I ask, do you know anything about the Peacock numbers when it comes to the WWE side of things? Are they... I know they yeah. put everything together with the whole of Peacock, 21 million subscribers, whatever it is, whatever it's supposed to be. But, you know, is everything on there? Like, is all the content on there right now? I believe all of the content content has been imported. Okay. And the only reason that I say that is because we've stopped hearing people, you know, whining about right, the editing true. and taking true, true, things true. out. Uh, so I think that everything that people were paying attention to anyways on there. Now, can I tell you, is Continental Wrestling from 1981 on there? No idea. Um, but... I think everything is on there about the numbers. Peacock doesn't report them, not to us anyway. Uh, maybe it'll be, you know, be in a, in a shareholders report for Comcast universal. Um, if anyone cares to go into it micro that much, um, I mean, maybe they will be since $200 million a year. The only thing I know is that in the beginning, Peacock went from having something like, 26 million or 23 million subscribers in the U.S. to something like 36 million subscribers in the U.S. after it. Now, and it was pretty soon after it. Now, whether that was cause and effect or that was just happening because of all the marketing, I mean, let's not forget that they have the office exclusively on there. They they have plenty of their own shows on there as well. and, And they're, you know, putting their, you know, first run shows and they've been advertising like crazy. You have a uh, Amy Poehler doing ads for, you know, for Peacock and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, people kept Netflix only for the office. So I'm not saying it's all WWE, but there were 13 million more subscribers after WWE Network than there were before. And we're talking about within six weeks. I mean, there's got to be something to that. You'd think it can't be just the office, right? <laughs> uh, I would I would think not. So, yeah. And that four ninety nine a pop. 13 million, 499 pop. They, uh, you know, they, they made their money back in what, four months? True. No, I mean, now, 
I mean, it must be a positive thing. Because then, you know, like before we end the show, I just want to say, <clears throat> because like I'm pretty sure I brought this up to you earlier in the week, you know how there's talk about um, raw moving nights, which I don't even believe for a second. That's even You're the only one who told me that. Really? I, I read it. I mean, it was in the dirt sheets. Yeah, did, did you write it down and then you read it? No, but I did read it. <laughs> I, I wrote it and I read it. Well, there you go. But, I, I, like I said, I don't believe it. I think it's just all bullshit. Uh, someone just, you know, probably just set, said that just for the hell of it, for, for what you know. I mean, where do you get this information from anyway? And why would Raw ever move to a Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever the whatever day, right? I mean, every day there's a show on anyway, so it just doesn't make sense. Oh, you want me to comment on that? Yeah, I was, I was, I was waiting for you to say something. Well, we talked about the other show. I, I, sure. I, I think it's made up. I don't, I don't think there's anything to it. I don't, I don't know why they would move nights. I mean, to what night? I don't think they want to go against AEW. If they lose any viewers, it's all they're doing is opening themselves up to. Ha, ha. I don't <laughs> oh. think they're going to take. Yeah, they're not going to move to Friday night because SmackDown's already right, on. Right, exactly. If they move to Tuesday, then they have to find a new night for NXT. So what's the point in that? So that leaves Thursday. Well, so funny. I mean, yeah, go ahead. You bring up AEW. If just imagine if Raw ever went head to head with with Dynamite, do you think um, Raw would always win comfortably, or do you think AEW would have a slight chance of catching Raw? No, I, I think Raw would always win comfortably. In fact, I think we win more comfortably because all the all the people who are tribal and only watch on YouTube or watch on the network a month later or watch on Peacock a month later, they'd watch to be there. I mean, just like how Dynamite and NXT both were doing better when they were on the same night opposite each other, I think the same thing would happen on Monday. They would probably both do a little bit better, but I think I think the WWE universe, I hate that term, um, <laughs> does have more legs and more people than than the AEW faithful do. Well, you're so half think, right, I think, about when it comes to the ratings. I think it's benefited AEW by being alone on Wednesday nights now. And I called it. I said 800,000 viewers will probably tune in this past Wednesday, and that's pretty much the number. So they gained... It was closer to 900,000, but that, that's, that, was a, that was a good night for them in these last couple of months. Definitely. It, that that was not a good night for them about four or five months ago. They right. they like right after they brought in Sting, um, they were they were f- over a million. They were for for major segments of the show frequently, and there and then they were in the nines and whatever. So it was like you know they had this match had one point one million people watching. Big deal. Now, <laughs> that has happened. They so and this eight eighty three. I don't think it's going to go up. I think it's going to go down. It was a stack card. It was their heroic return back to their regular time slot. But I think you're right. I think I think they'll be between eight and nine hundred thousand, you know, for the foreseeable future. Every now and then they'll, they'll dip below it. They might dip above it in these next few weeks because some of these cards are, you know, they're they're sort of making them like almost like takeovers, um, you know, sort mm-hmm. of like pay per views. Um, the the show in Queens that. That one has Can't a pretty good that. chance of, of doing really well. The show in Newark, I think, is a dynamite. So that that should be a big show also. But I think the regular shows, 
I think they're going to be where they were. They're going to they're going to be between seven fifty and eight fifty most most weeks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but in saying that, I think we've covered everything that we needed to cover. So, in saying that, is there anything you wanted to say before we we close the show out? No. What What do you eat today? Yeah, good question. I ate pop tarts and what did I eat? Chicken nuggets from McDonald's. No, just uh packaged ones man from the supermarket and actually a couple of corn dogs too (laughs) oh wow very american very american too (laughs) you're celebrating the fourth pop tart chicken nuggets corn dogs (laughs) what's going on here well it's it's like you're a five-year-old at a baseball game (laughs) yeah with the corn dogs definitely hey you know what i don't mind them but they get boring pretty quick Mm -hmm. to be honest what do you have tonight? You, you go to Arby's. You go to Burger King. Well, <laughs> first of all, there's no Arby's here. Believe it or not, can you believe that? That's a shame. Your rallies. Shame. There, yeah, there is uh, Burger King, but get this, it's called Hungry Jacks here. Wow. Right. Why? Because no, no, I know why. Because it's a trademark. Yeah. No. Well, in the rest of Australia, it's Burger King. Just in. Um, in Victoria, where which is the state where I'm in, uh, calls it Hungry Jacks because when Burger King first came here, <laughs> there was already a Burger King. Yes, that's a trademark. So, right. and That's a trademark though, issue. And even though they tried to rebrand it again as Burger King, they actually sure. got sued. <laughs> so Of course they did. Right. Hungry Jacks it is, but it's the same menu, same thing. It's exactly the same, just different. It's fine. Do the Hungry Jacks do better than the Burger Kings, or is this exactly? That's exactly the same. Exactly the same menu, Whoppers, whatever you want. You know what I mean? It's exactly the same thing. We're going to teach people more about Australia than than the Crocodile Dundee movies did. Well, yeah, (laughs) Crocodile Dundee taught absolutely nothing. (laughs) What? I think because let's be honest. I mean. Most of, especially Americans, right? Before, like a lot of Americans that haven't been here or don't know much about Australia, I know obviously you do because you've been here. But in saying that, they think you know they expect all your Paul Hogan type or your, you know, your crikeys. I think people like are amazed. Like when I meet certain Americans that don't really know about Australia, they're surprised when they find out that I'm of Greek heritage, for example. Like, like. Minorities don't exist here, apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you believe that? Even though here is just like America. I mean, we're, we're built on immigration and it's a big fruit salad of different races here, man. So oh, you <laughs> guys, you like guys are much tougher on immigration than we are. Much tougher. Very much tougher. It's true. And I don't know if I like that, to be honest with you, man. We're so strict. Put it this way. If you're, look, if you're from New Zealand, you can move here freely, right? You don't even need... A visa. You can live here. It's like being oh, yeah. an Australian citizen, right? I don't yeah, have to well, You guys share a military. Yeah, well, that's right. We do. We also do that with that. you guys too. But no, no, you actually, your military is actually titled. It's like the Australian New Zealand Military Force. Where I mean, ANZAC. ANZAC, right? Australian, so what is it? Australian New Zealand. Australian New Zealand Army Corps. See, it's so a, a, a military. It's not. It's it's not like NATO. It's actually you have a joint military. Right, and to, and actually another little fun fact: Did you know New Zealand was actually part of Australia? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Did I know it? No. I mean, I I don't know where Old Zealand is. So, <laughs> well, they do they do talk. I mean, we got similar accents, just like you guys and the Canadians. Where's the Z's like, from? The Z's. 
Well, from Zealand, there must be an old Zealand, and it must have been populated by a tribe called the Zs. Who are the Zs? Good question. And where's old Zealand? I don't have a clue. You're going to have to ask the Dutch about that. I have to, I have to add the Dutch. They're the Zs. Well, they're the ones I think that, that that name, New Zealand, is actually, I'm pretty sure, from the Dutch. Okay, well, well let's, let's use our Google machines. Go and, for and it. Find out where Z, Zealand is. So here we go. Here so we go. You're I'm gonna, type, gonna old type Zealand? In old Zealand, so it doesn't give me old Zealand came right up. Uh, well, you tell me. Where's old this. Zealand? Located northwest of the Belgian city of Antwerp. Zealand very Dutch. <laughs> is more than eleven thousand miles away from New Zealand. Uh, now they're trying to do is there an old Zealand? What happened to old Zealand? What did happen to old Zealand? <laughs> Nothing happened to it. It's still there. It's the westernmost province of the Netherlands. There you go. See, I was right. I yeah, told there you. you go. Well, I you should you, be. It's, it's, your, it's your country. Good. Well, I don't think the our New Zealand listeners will be uh, too happy to hear that. You saying that. I didn't say that, folks. All right, you sheep fuckers. It was well, my they, co-host. They, they wouldn't <laughs> have any interest in knowing where the name of their, their nation came from? Uh, they'll just I shoot mean, back and tell you it was all Maori. Well, what's the difference? I mean... New York is the biggest city in the United States. Right. York is a rather inconsequential in city UK. in England, right. unless unless you're talking about a thousand years ago when it's the bulwark against Scottish invaders. Well, that's how New York got its name, right? It's the New yes. York. <laughs> right. New Jersey. Who knows where exactly. Jersey is? Jersey is just a place, you know, wherever wherever the wherever the rich lord who commissioned the the ships who went there first. They named well, it it's New like Jersey. New South Wales here in in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> same thing right. <laughs> so, right. yeah i mean you're right i mean wales is pretty small to begin with so it's only new south wales and that's like <laughs> is there new north wales is the new east wales is a new maybe you should start a country and call it new east wales maybe i should maybe yeah, i new should west wales maybe, maybe i should call should it three. new jimmy time that would work you start three and surround it <laughs> No, no, it should, you should have New East Wales, New West Wales, and New North Wales, and surround New South Wales. And, and then you should say surrender. We have you surrounded. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> Screw you, you New South Wales, Sydney siders, all right? I know you've been to Sydney. You've been to New South Wales yourself, Jeff. So You should put that into action. Anybody who wants Jimmy time to do that, Jimmy says Malice to be the <laughs> Southern Hemispheric version of Alexander the Greek to bring back the... Thank Greek hegemony down there around the South Pole region. You should uh, <laughs> you should join the PWA PWC PWC not PWA. That's an actual shame promotion, actually. Believe it or not. Oh wow, wow! Yeah. You should take that over too. Um, the PWC Facebook page, and you should put up a poll and say, "Hell yeah, Jimmy, take over, surround <laughs> New South Wales, down well, with New South Wales." You've made me proud, Jeff, because you acknowledge that Alexander the Great is Greek. When I heard uh, a Garden of Doom a, a long time ago, actually, that you were saying he was Macedonian and not Greek. He was Macedonian. Macedonian. He is, but the way you portrayed it, it was almost like current day uh, Northern Macedonia, which has nothing to do with him. No, that's there's Macedonia in the Balkans. Thank you. And there's Macedonia. Macedonia, which is sort of like <laughs> Northeast Greece. But Thank you. Listen, the yes. people of Macedonia, only, they're sort of like Quebec. They only reluctantly acknowledge that they're part of uh, yeah, that's just a Greek thing, man. Like north and south, like you know, Athenians hate northern Greeks. 
Northern but, Greeks hate Athenians. But Alexander had no such qualms. I mean, everyone's like, this one was from Athens, this one was from Sparta, this right, one was right. from... I mean, it was still very much city-states. He's he's the one who... Tur- I mean, Athens ruled it all for a while, but he's the one who, you know, turned Greek and, and made it a whole Hellenistic... He did, he did. So I want to say, and I don't want to... I don't know what you're mad about me about that. I, I actually said that, Athens, that... I'm sorry, that Alexander the Great was the most important person in history that it's not a potentially fictional biblical religious character from a holy book hold on hold on the most important person in history did you just say potentially fictional yes potentially fictional why why is that what makes you say that i'm talking about from did you listen to the whole sentence from a holy book i'm talking about like Jesus, Moses, right, yeah, yeah, Abraham, that's right. That, King that's Solomon, potentially, that's Muhammad. Po- right. right. I don't want to offend people who are religious. I don't want to offend people who are atheists. Okay. Right. Right. I don't want people to think that they're allegorical. You know, you would say you could, I mean, how do you, if you believe in Adam, how do you say he's not the most important person since without him, there'd be nobody else, right? True, I mean, apparently, so I'm, right. I'm, 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 taking, <laughs> I'm taking figures that were, you know, 90% biblical, just out of it, just, just purely historical character. And before we end this history lesson, I just want to ask you one more thing about this, right? Mm-hmm. You do realize the Northern Macedonians think that Alexander the Great is one of them, right? I'm talking about I the Slavic no people. I don't, I don't know what they think there in, in the Balkans. I, I, don't, right. I don't know. What they well, they try to take our history. So <laughs> that's another story for another show. And that really irks me, to be honest with you, Jeff. They take Greek history or yeah. Australian history. No. <laughs> Greek history. <laughs> they oh, could take or, a or Melbourne or more Melbourneian history. Well, but you know but, what you should do? You sh- you guys should once you're out of bankruptcy and once Greek money is is <laughs> worth something, you guys should totally invade Macedonia. <laughs> I'd love that. But guess what? You teach those bastards some some manners. Thank you. Call them. <laughs> I don't want. I shouldn't what, say this. What are Europeans good at except for warring on each other? Especially in the Balkans, right? <laughs> I mean, geez. Especially nothing. Just just pick your century. Right. I agree. But in saying that, um, I'm glad you said that because our Northern Macedonian listeners, which I don't think we have any, right, which is good. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we do have any from the show, because I know a lot of them here, right? I don't care, all right? Alexander's not one of you guys. He's ours, all right? So, no, yeah. It's objectively. He's the, the son of Philip. I mean, they're right. from Macedonia, like next to next to Belgrade. Well, first of all, the Slavs didn't come along till a thousand years later, anyway, to that region. So I don't know how they think anything for that matter. But you want to know another little funny history lesson, which is not—I'm sure. not—I'm not sure about if it's a fact or not. But a, you know the Minoans, right? Yeah. You know how they've disappeared, and you know how they were darker-skinned people. Yeah. There's a possibility I can point out where the Minoans went. <laughs> Are you going to laugh? Uh, sure. Keep going. What could go wrong? All right. I mean, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but I'll show you an article that you have to read, all right? Mm-hmm. But there's a, po- there's a possibility that Polynesians were the Minoans, more particularly Samoans. Okay. That's yeah, going to take a lot of convincing. I, I could explain it right now, but our listeners probably wouldn't give a shit, so it's best I don't even go there. 
there's a lot of water and land and, there, and there's a lot of other explanations for darker skinned people in the middle of the Mediterranean than Polynesians. Like oh. there's that continent called Africa that's, that's below. Right. That's true. But that doesn't mean they went there. But I'll tell you one thing. Well, they but it very seems Polynesian. more likely than Polynesians. Well, they will see, they will see people too, though. So and look, they were, you know, Polynesia, there's, there's a lot of land between those places as well, including through some, you know, pretty, you know, tough jungles in Asia. That's not really survivable deserts, high deserts. You've got some pretty vicious tribes there, like the Mongols and the Magyars. All right. Well, I'll, I'll show you. So I'm, look, I'm not just, saying that's just, fact. That's I'm not saying it's fact. Let's just assume that the, uh, the 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 Chinese just let them on through. Let's, well. let's let's forget about the Chinese who are known for their openness and, and hospitality. <laughs> well, I'm not history. saying I'm not saying it's fact, right? But they didn't, they didn't build a wall you can see from space. It was, it was just, <laughs> They just want to collect the, the, the taxes. Come on in. Come on. <laughs> well, I'll show you something and you be the judge, all right? There is a lot of there is a lot of uh connections, put it that way. All right. You, you know that the water levels were much lower back then and and there were more islands, so it was much easier to traverse right. back and forth. The it Minoans, I know somebody who actually states that the Minoans were actually the drug lords of the ancient world and really? a lot of power emanates from them because they had a, they had the i think poppy i think basically opium and they really uh, the, yeah between that and access to frankincense made them the <laughs> that, that's why they were the seafaring powers and that's why they were the first power and the first they really were they, right. they gained the wealth first and thus with wealth often often comes civilization because even the even the pirates want to have a uh civil society you know and a bed to lay in uh hence the show black sales was trying to explore that um so anyway listen i'm interested in anything you have to say i'm just uh, a color me skeptical that polynesians formed uh the uh, minoan civilization on crete color me you mean the other way around (laughs) they took off color me skeptical that the minoans became the polynesians as well, one more thing I'm going to say before we I end this conversation. Do you know what Polynesia means? It's a Greek word. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, poly means many. Yes. Uh, hey, good. Nisia, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> why? Uh, Nisia, I believe, is an island, isn't it? Many yes, islands? Yes, many islands. <laughs> Bravo. So, You're good. I like it. I like it a lot. But well, Indonesia, Micronesia. I mean, True. But Polynesia, yeah, it's a, actually a Greek term. I mean, well, lots of terms are Greek terms. Well, yeah, true. But like even, Mauritania, like Mesopotamia, doesn't mean the Greeks founded Mesopotamia. No, of course not. It's all Greek to me anyway, though, Jeff. So it right. is what it is. Rightfully <laughs> so. It should, it should be. <laughs> well, thank all you. All right. Well, go to the PWC webpage, uh, Facebook page, rather, and uh, give us your opinions on the no ones being polynesians or polynesians being minoans uh or or what you think whatever it is just join the page because uh uh we we have a nice little group there but but we have like we have the cornerstone of making an active group but what we need are the jabronis and the heads and the loud mouths and the troublemakers and the rabble rousers that that's that's what makes a a facebook group on the the people who, who start the fires
I agree. And just quality. We need some arsonists. We, we need some arsonists. Right. And speaking of uh, Facebook group, in particular, our Twitter group has got over 600 followers. Come to the Facebook group where we discuss all sorts of stuff. So please Maybe like I should join the Twitter. Maybe I should follow you. <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, geez, we got more followers over there than we do on Facebook, but it is what it is. I mean, we're close to 700, Jeff. We're growing. Wow. Well, you're about to get one more. Thank you. I thought you already did follow, though. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. I think you do. I think the you do. The PWC podcast on the PWC show. Yep, I do. Sorry, I follow. Yeah, see, I thought you I'm did. already following. <laughs> You're at 642 followers. There you go. And we've only got 100 and something on Facebook. So we need to get that Facebook group going even yeah, more. Yeah, but before I got there, it was like 75. Now it's 161. Thanks to you. It did grow. Uh, yeah, more than doubled. So I appreciate right. that, Jeff. And you put in a lot of work into that group. So... For that, I thank you. But in saying that, please like and subscribe at the rationalragenetwork.podbean.com where you'll find not just myself, but you will find Jeff and the Hamlock Hangover and the Garden of Doom, which was a great episode, just quietly, who his, his, his guest host was actually PJ Black, formerly Justin Gabriel, which you guys spoke about, all sorts of stuff, and I highly recommend that you guys check it out. It was a great great show. And now is he going to be back? I was going to ask you that. He's going to be back? I would say it's 98% he's going to be back. Awesome. And see, can I say he's also on the Rational Rage Network now, I guess, too, right? (laughs) Sure, I guess so. Yeah, why not? Beautiful. And you know what, man? You guys have got great chemistry, I just want to say. And we had never spoken before. We texted, but we never actually spoken. So So that was the first um, time you actually spoke. Yep. yep, Really? Wow. That's that's impressive. it It will only get better. No doubt. No, I was impressed. I, I won't lie. I was very impressed, even especially with his knowledge. I already know you know a lot, but he knew quite a bit too. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Also, I didn't bring you, him on for a celebrity. That was just a bonus. I brought, brought him on because somebody introduced us right. and he seemed to have a, a keen interest in some of the same things, but he also had a lot of knowledge. Uh, and he also had a lot of knowledge about uh, the African lore, traditions, mythologies, and which some of which overlaps with some of the stuff that I had knowledge on, but some of it was mostly new to me, which I love to cover things that are mostly new to me because the show Garden of Doom really should be relabeled Mr. Curiosity, the Lazy Intellectual, because I don't want to read anything. I don't even want to watch long YouTube videos. I just, But I figure if I have good guests on my podcast, I can learn stuff by them telling me. Smart man. Do it. Yeah. Smart man. Definitely smart Very man. Efficient. Well, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T., He's Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening to the PWC Tuesday Night Conflict right here on the Rational Rage Network. Okay. Peace. Stay evil, my friends. <laughs>
a man of many words. But look at him. I mean, really, take a look at him. This man is motivated. Me, hell, the entire world already knows that there ain't a man alive who elevates a title the way Tommaso Ciampa elevates a title. Ah, uh, actually, hey! excuse me. Show the man respect. Let him finish. No, you listen. Now we respect you and every single thing you have done to get to this point. Gentlemen, we applaud you. And we hear every single person talking and we get it. Listen, it's time for you and everyone else to put some more respect on our names. Period. Listen, we get it. We're the young guys. We may be the underdogs. But we're here to remind you that you, you, are the challengers. And next week, you challengers will find out why MSK or the NXT tags Gentlemen, please excuse my poorly timed interruption, but with respect to both of your personal safety, I took it upon myself to come on here and ensure that this week, none of the nasty events of last week will proceed here tonight. So please, do not let me delay you anymore. Gentlemen. Before I was interrupted, I was about to say that, Kyle, you have made it crystal clear that you wish so badly you could be in my shoes. I mean, honestly, you probably go home at night, hope and pray that someday 
You'll have half the career that I've had, but guess what? It ain't gonna happen. Hey, Kyle, I was doing some thinking, and I think I finally figured you out. Kyle, you're obsessed with me. And honestly, it creeps me out a little bit. What? Uh, obsessed. Okay, let, let's unpack that a little bit. Okay, you're obsessed. I beat you. I put you in the hospital. You disappear for six weeks, and then when you do finally show up again, you pick a fight with me at every turn, and then what? Uh, forget to say my name at a press conference, but I am the one that's obsessed. You, you are so, so delusional, Kyle. But because you know what you need? You need a dose of reality. You need the truth. You need the cold, hard facts. And the fact is, Kyle O'Reilly is nothing without Adam Cole. Yeah, because this, this goes so much deeper than just NXT, because nobody would even be talking about you if it wasn't for me. I mean, just, just look at the Undisputed Era, Kyle. Think back to, to all those moments, all those championship wins, all those War Games matches. And when you go back and watch that footage, who do you see standing beside you? You see me, the guy solely responsible for every ounce of success that you have ever had in this industry. Because the fact is, I was the star of the Undisputed Era. I carried you on my back for nearly four years, and guess what, O'Reilly? I am still the star! The entire world, the entire world knows it. That NXT locker room, they know it. Whether he wants to admit it or not, Samoa Joe knows it. Hell, even your wife knows it. Let me make something perfectly clear. Don't you ever mention my wife again. Yeah, we were in the Undisputed Era. So what? You know what I think about when I look back on that? I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I ever associated myself with you. And frankly, I'm ashamed that... I'm ashamed it took me this long to realize what a pathetic human piece.
to the Rational Rage Network.